Dateline, April 15th, 2013. Well, g'day folks and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 244. And of course, that voice you hear at the other end of the line is not Grant McHeron, it's our West Australian correspondent, Ben Jones. How are you, mate? Yes, it is. And uh, I am very good, Steve. Now, you're sitting in for Grant tonight. Grant is unfortunately not well. And uh, for those people who uh, may not be familiar with your work with us here at PCDU, you're our West Australian correspondent. You're based across the other side of the country from me over in Perth. Yes, I think uh, we can do the comparison to the uh, east coast of uh, United States where you are and I would be on the uh, west coast. Absolutely, and of course, uh, in line with uh, with US weather patterns, the weather is always nicer over on the West Coast. It is always nicer on the West Coast, except for this week. It's actually raining and drizzling for once. Ben, we ran you ragged when you came over here for Avalon recently. Have you recovered from that? I, I have recovered from my uh, Avalon trip. Um, it was meant to be a holiday, but uh, yeah, 18 hour days for seven or eight days straight. It certainly uh, was a holiday of love, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, indeed, it was a very busy week. Well, uh, speaking of uh, WA, we thought we might talk about some West Australian news. It's been a pretty quiet news week over here in Australia this week, but uh, there has been a bit of news around about SkyWest Airlines. Now, the WA State Airline, I guess, is the way they plug themselves over there. And uh, Ben, I noticed this week uh, an article uh, that's come out in australianaviation.com.au notes that the first uh, Fokker 100 has come out in Virgin colours, and that's uh, interesting. Uh, This week, in fact, Virgin made a uh, press release to the Australian Stock Exchange announcing that the uh, acquisition of SkyWest is complete and that, uh, in fact, SkyWest will be removed from the Australian Stock Exchange and uh, there you go. It's uh, the the assimilation is complete. So interesting that uh, Fokker 100s will uh, be progressively painted into the Virgin Australia colour scheme. That'll be a uh, something new uh, for plane spotters over there in the west. It certainly will be. The old Skywest livery was a uh, white aircraft with uh, light blue and dark blue uh, trim on it, and obviously the uh, the naming of Skywest. Um, I'm just looking at a picture now of uh, the new Virgin uh, paint scheme, and it looks quite nice. So, yeah, it will be different to see it uh, flying over the top of my house when it goes into uh, Perth Airport. Now, it's an interesting airline. It's had an interesting history, uh, SkyWest, according to some information we're, uh, we've uh, dragged up online here. They've been around since uh, 1963, and they've been around in various different iterations. Uh, I guess most notably, uh, they were uh, at one point in their life uh, part of the ANSET group. ANSET Airlines, of course, disappeared from here in uh, 2002, and uh, since that time, it's been operated by a Singaporean company. So actually, I didn't know that. Uh, ben, did you know it was operated by a Singapore company? I thought they were actually owned by the WA government. Yes, I was under the understanding that they were uh, operated by the uh, West Australian government, but uh, it doesn't seem to be. I know the uh, West Australian government has a uh, lot to say about their uh, fair prices and the routes that they fly, but yeah, no, they have been a uh, overseas-based company for a while now. Now, Western Australia is, of course, the largest state in Australia. It takes up about a third of the continent, in fact. It's a it's a huge state and SkyWest has access to a lot of areas that I guess uh, many of the other airlines don't and I guess that would be reflected in its fare structure. Ben, now I know in your business dealings day to day you've had occasion to fly with them. How do they compare price-wise and service-wise to some of the other airlines? With SkyWest they have a monopoly on a lot of the uh, the common routes in Western Australia. So um, we're looking at your short-haul one-hour destinations um, and they basically price accordingly. So it's not too uncommon for me to fly for an hour on SkyWest and pay $360 each way, which is a bit steep for an hour in the air, uh, especially when you look at uh, some of the deals at the uh, cut price airlines that you have over east, um, when you're paying $60 or $80 each way up and down the coast of uh, 
Australia. Uh, I think we get the bad end of the pineapple, unfortunately. Yeah, in fact, you were talking about a route that you fly occasionally that they uh, have exclusive rights to, which is to the uh, city of Geraldton, which is, uh, as you say, about an hour's flight north. How long would it take you to drive uh, from Perth to Geraldton? Uh, it's about 450 kilometres, um, so just under five hours if you uh, stick to the speed limits. Okay, so about an hour and a half if Grant was driving. Uh, yes, maybe an hour and a quarter. Yeah, 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 we can fix, we can say all these things about Grant when he's not here. He'll be even more sick when he hears this report. Yes, he'll be uh, sorry that he's got a little case of the uh, man flu. Yeah, absolutely. Now, they're not a huge airline, Skywest. They've got a fleet of, uh, let's say, they've got Fokker 50s. They've got eight of those. They've got 11 Fokker 100s, one A320 in the fleet with another one on order. And, uh, of course, they've got the uh, the ATR-72s, which they've been operating since they uh, started their alliance with Virgin. They've got 11 of those in the fleet, seven on order, and options for eight more. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens to their fleet composition as they uh, progress further on into the Virgin group. I wonder if uh, Virgin are obviously operating predominantly Boeing 737s. I guess that wouldn't be really appropriate to the sort of work that they do at SkyWest, but uh, with uh, Virgin moving across to Airbus, uh, maybe that might be uh, something that you know we see more of uh, at SkyWest in the future. Yeah, I think I think for the short term in the next year or two or maybe three years, uh, they will probably keep with the current fleet. Um, it, it's what works for the routes, um, but we, we don't know what was going to happen in the future. A year ago when Virgin announced an alliance for uh, frequent flyer points with SkyWest, it uh, gave a bit of an inkling that something was in the wind and everybody thought it and basically, yeah, it's happened. Uh, Virgin has taken over SkyWest. Now, Ben, uh, you've also had spent some time uh, in the forces uh, in the Royal Australian Air Force, so uh, I guess you'd be uh, interested in the uh, the movements around the country of the surplus F-111 frames. In fact, uh, the last one to uh, fly, the last one to touch down and the last one to shut engines down uh, in history here in uh, Australia was uh, aircraft A-8-109 and uh, that one's recently been uh, transported after uh, some restoration work, transported by road, I might add, down to the Historic Aircraft Restoration Society up in uh, Wollongong over in New South Wales. Looking at some of the pictures here that uh, the Air Force has supplied and here in uh, some of the uh, magazine articles, uh, boy, they've done some great restoration work on that aircraft. I guess the engines are now inoperable if they're there at all, but uh, yeah, we know that aircraft has been painted up and it looks, uh, well, it looks brand new. It does. It certainly has a nice uh, shiny gleam to them. Now, I was privy to see the F-111s uh, operate when they were uh, still on one of the mainstream aircraft in the RAF and um, they certainly didn't look like that uh, example the colour scheme was the same, but uh, there certainly was no uh, no sheen on the uh, paintwork. Yeah, in fact, they've gone back to the old sort of disruptive pattern camouflage that they had. A lot of the F-111s that were operating, in fact, it may have been all of them, were, uh, when we saw them at their retirement uh, operations up there a couple of years back, were painted sort of in the grey colour scheme. But uh, this one's been repainted in the, the more uh, uh, jungle camouflage uh, disruptive pattern. So actually, it looks a lot better in that, that scheme, I think. I think it's more reflective of the uh, mid-1980s colour scheme. Uh, you would see quite regularly on a lot of the uh, now YouTube videos where the aircraft is doing the uh, 50 feet beat up over the hills. Um, that was the uh, colour scheme of the day. So, yeah, bit of history back in the paint scheme. Absolutely. Now, the main Air Force base in uh, WA, of course, is RAF Base Pierce. Did, uh, did the F-111s ever make their way over there very frequently when they were flying? Uh, they would drop in once or twice per year for uh, exercises. Uh, but most of the exercises for the F-111s when they were out of Queensland uh, were held in Darwin. So it was very rare to see the F-111s except for uh, air shows uh, at Pierce. 
Okay, well, speaking of the Royal Australian Air Force, and, uh, you know, as uh, we're talking about an old, now retired airframe that won't be flying anymore to a, uh, a new airframe that still hasn't flown, and, of course, that's the Australian F-35s. A uh, quick article here this week in uh, the Australian.com.au talks about Australia's first two F-35 Joint Strike Fighter uh, airframes progressing further down the production line. Ben, these aircraft are designated AU-1 and AU-2, and it uh, looks like they're on schedule for delivery next year in the US, and uh, I guess uh, those aircraft, we've seen reports, will be staying there while conversion training commences. So interesting, uh, I don't know what your opinion of the F-35 is. Grant's uh, pretty concerned about it and there's been a lot of uh, controversy over the years talking about it. Um, I don't know, I guess we're, we're so far down the path with this aircraft now, we, we sort of really can't pull out of it now, although I, I notice other nations are doing so. But I'm sure that uh, many of uh, Australia's Air Force pilots, despite all this controversy, would be uh, well looking forward to getting over and flying those aircraft. Definitely uh, my involvement in the Air Force might uh, slow down what I can uh, publicly say about the aircraft, but I think another asset coming online uh, would be great for the uh, Royal Australian Air Force. Personally, I don't think the F-35 is the aircraft, but we, uh, as you said before, we're financially committed to the project, and um, I just hope that we uh, can sort out a lot of the uh, the issues as they come to light and um, have a nice, decent uh, multi-role aircraft. We're seeing a lot of the uh, US uh, Defence Force aircraft now coming online. I see that the uh, a couple of British airframes are now flying. So, uh, you know, despite all the controversy, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to seeing uh, those aircraft up in the air, uh, not only in Australian markings, but having Australian aircrew flying them. Yeah, I, I certainly hope the F-35, the uh, Joint Strike Fighter, does what it's designed to do, and uh, I hope it fills the capability and the role that we need uh, in Australia for the Air Force. Well, folks, as we wrap this one up, uh, a bit of shameless self-promotion this week. Uh, speaking of military aircraft, we've released a, another PCDU video this week, and that's uh, covering my ride on the KC-30A, the uh, multi-role tanker transport, five of which are now operating with the Royal Australian Air Force and uh, you know I don't like doing video I've got a great head for radio but uh, it was a, a, a an interesting video to make and uh, I hope you enjoy watching it we'll put links to that in the show notes Ben thanks for coming and joining us at uh, such short notice I'm uh, very grateful for the fact that you uh, made it and I'm very grateful for the fact that you're so far away that the time zones made it work yeah no it's been uh, a pleasure to be on the segment finally Steve you know if Grant keeps being crook like this we might have to give him the sack and, and you can fill in for him you'll have to learn how to speak Kiwi though oh I don't know if I can do that I don't know that anyone can do that except for actual Kiwis. So uh, before we get into any more trouble, we'll sign off here. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. I'm Ben Jones. Cheers, folks.